Brothers and sisters, friends, I see some enemies. Hey guys, it's Kevin, and you are listening to Connecting the Dots. Thank you all for checking in today and listening. I hope this episode finds you well and stronger than the last one. I also hope this episode finds you with an open mind, because I'm going to need that shit. Today's episode is called Celebrity, and it is by Susan J. Douglas and Andrea McDonald. I truly enjoy reading books that are written and researched by women, because honestly, they offer me consistently a different perspective, a different tone, a different narration, and they get me to appreciate things that I normally wouldn't. This book, and their writing specifically, even got me to sympathize with things that I normally wouldn't. That's a big deal. But that's the beauty of reading and expanding your perspective. This book obviously covers celebrities, but it also offers a detailed history of fame, going pretty far back, honestly. But most importantly, the authors offer a critical perspective towards celebrities, uh, the entertainment industry, social media, American culture, politics, technology, uh, public relations, Um, Stuff like that, a bunch of good stuff. Now, although this book doesn't necessarily offer any new theories or revealing information about celebrities, it does provide a great critical perspective, and a critical perspective is a great opportunity to analyze reality, or systems, or institutions, or oneself even, just to make improvements and adjustments. But with all that said, guys, I'm excited for this one, so let's just get into it. Okay, so to start off, The authors talk a lot about celebrity culture, which I believe we've already alluded to lightly in last season's episode uh, called Empire of Illusion. But according to the authors, celebrity culture has four major pillars, including one, celebrities, two, the public, and the media, and the industry. I'll say it again. Celebrities, the public, the media, and the industry. Now, together, these four pillars uphold celebrity culture. The celebrities are at the center, the public are the consumers, the media are the perpetrators. Without media, you have no visibility, you have no fame. And the industry creates, upholds, and manufactures the celebrities. If you twist it around a bit, though, I mean, these four pillars, I mean, it kind of sounds like the industry are the employers, the celebrities are the workers, the talent, the public are still the public, they're the consumers, And the media are the promoters or the advertisement, the spotlight. So now you can kind of see the the business aspect of it. Regardless, celebrity culture is everywhere now. It's it's almost like a religion at this point, and that is pretty sad to say, honestly. Celebrities are adored. They are worshipped like fucking deities. They're adored for their beauty, their money, their style, their validation, their rule-breaking, their trend-setting, and their fame, which honestly can lead to immortality in a way. Look at Elvis. Look at Marilyn Monroe. Look at Kurt Cobain. Even in death, these celebrities still remain extremely culturally relevant and iconic. Just recently, I was on Twitter, uh, and I also ended up seeing this story on Snapchat, but there's this woman who absolutely adored Kim Kardashian. Like, Like, she adored her to the point where she tries to emulate her look, her fashion, The luxury lifestyle, the makeup, the hair, the ass, everything, dude. This young lady also has a boyfriend who she wanted to portray to the cameras as a Kanye West lookalike. Just for the record, her man does not look like Kanye West, but to her, he does. Do you see how 
There's kind of a little self-delusion in there. This woman even recreates Kim Kardashian's old photo shoots and wardrobe and makeup, and you can clearly see that she took great pride, extreme pride, whenever she drew comparisons from people who say, you look like Kim Kardashian. Now, I'm not at all sharing this information to make fun of this woman or to get everyone to hate on her or to make her look foolish. That's not the point at all. But I am using this as an example to show just how intense and deep celebrity culture can run. People don't just want to mimic celebrities anymore. They want to be them. They want their exact nose and makeup and wardrobe and even their fucking lovers, apparently. This is the pervasiveness that celebrity culture has created. To be honest, I'm a little bit worried about the future when our young people simply prioritize their lives around trying to emulate someone else, a celebrity, instead of finding themselves and being the best that they can be. We also need to be mindful of who we follow and why. What does it say about us as a culture when we try so hard to look like the Kardashians and other celebrities of the world? I'll try and add the link to, uh, to this video so you guys can see it for yourself, honestly. Again, it's not, it's not to make fun of this woman. It's not to bag on her. It's simply to highlight an example of celebrity culture and the power that it now holds over some of our people. In fact, celebrity, uh, celebrity knowledge is now a very pervasive part of our culture and our conversations. There's whole magazines and articles, television channels, social media fan accounts and fan clubs, even that, that they all share celebrity facts and history and interviews and what they're up to. They cover... Whatever new project the celebrity is teasing, or they summarize any old drama or history uh, that most people might have missed. As celebrities are literally everywhere. They bombard us. They're on film, in music, in sports, on commercials, in magazines, on radio advertisements, on billboards. They do promotions. They're even in your fucking dreams. Don't sit there and lie to me and say that you've never had a dream about being with or around a celebrity. But with all that said, I think it's safe to say that our society is very much celebrified. Technology has even evolved so thoroughly that it has literally changed how celebrities now interact with us. Now celebrities can interact with their fans while they're in the comfort of their own home and you are in the comfort of your own home. They do Q&As and Instagram Live and they make videos or they have these weekly sit-down sessions. They live tweet and they speak to you on a device that you hold in your pocket literally all day. They retweet our posts, they reply to our comments, they'll reply directly to <coughs> excuse me, they'll reply directly to us. They share any fan art or fan work and all kinds of other stuff, man. You know the shit, you've seen it. Social media has provided us with what the author calls pseudo intimacy. Uh, this just means fake intimacy. We feel close, we feel connected to them because we follow them, even though they might not follow us. They have no idea who the fuck you are. But celebrities at the same time also give us hope in a way. We hope for fame. We hope for beauty and financial success and luxurious lifestyles and shit like that. We want to be adored the way they are. We want to know all their celebrity friends the way they do. We want to be able to seem larger than life and bend the rules and get away with shit. Even a police officer might give a pass to their favorite athlete or actor or singer or something like that. Point is, celebrities look pretty damn good when you're standing from down here. They're rich, they're powerful, they're pampered, they're adored, they are everything that we are not. So, why do we adore them so much? It has to run deeper than just that, right? Why do we fantasize about being like them or living their lifestyles? Well, the book says that that's because celebrities offer us an escape. An escape from the dehumanization that we face every day. We turn to celebrities to distract us or to inspire us. 
Think about it. After working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Watching a Laker game with a beer sounds pretty cool. The new blockbuster movie, the new Marvel movie sounds pretty cool. Splurging on a concert or a show might sound pretty good. This becomes our escape, our leisure time, and we use celebrities to take us away from reality because at the end of the day, they are the entertainment. We look to them and their art to amplify our own feelings, to connect to their self-expression, to distract us, to delude us, to cheer us up, whatever. Sometimes we might even secretly imagine ourselves as a celebrity, imagining a life away from the problems of everyday capitalist America, the problems related to stagnant wages, racial and political tensions, fear-mongering, poverty, joblessness, shit like that, you know? It is easier to imagine a world where we don't have to face such obstacles and impositions rather than actually creating and fighting for a world that can alleviate these issues. Which is why celebrities are so appealing. In fact, since we are speaking on the issue, celebrity culture is actually an essential feature of capitalism. Look at this critically for a second. Elites need everyday people to be distracted from the realities of existing structural inequalities. This shit runs deep, y'all. If you, if you want more information on this, go back to Empire of Illusion and pick up that book. But this makes clear sense. Sports, drama, gossip, curated television channels. All these things distract people from understanding and obtaining self and social awareness of the world. Can you read a book and watch a Laker game at the same time? No, you can't. I would know, I tried. <laughs> can you be at a community meeting if you're at the movies or watching TV? No. Can you talk and share personal and intimate or humanely connected information when we preoccupy ourselves with discussing shit like sports and games and drama and gossip? No. A lot of the times, for a lot of people, these things simply distract us from what really matters. When you distract the people, when you entertain them with what they like to see, then you can keep them calm. They're ignorant. They're docile. We go from being participants and actors, being at marches and protests and community meetings, to being observers, watching the game, watching a film, watching TV, and watching reality as the world is narrated to us instead of us helping to formulate it. When you are an observer of reality, reality will be narrated to you. And narration leads to misdirection and myths and just outright lies. I spent all season driving home this point. There are many narratives and many myths in this country. We've already talked about a lot of them. Go back to the meritocracy trap to see how embedded these myths are. But these maintained narratives, they, they simply serve as distractions as well as kind of in a way reassurance for us. In the case of celebrities, they maintain the myth that yes, you could still make it rich in America, despite all the odds. Despite racial hierarchies, despite patriarchal enforcement, despite the pandemic, despite unaffordable education, despite existing poverty, inequalities in capital and resources, despite everything. Yes, we are telling you, you can still make it rich and successful in this country. Celebrification reassures you of this, and as we said earlier, they can give some people a false sense of hope. The line towards becoming a celebrity, it's conveyed as thin, like it's crossable. Anyone can do it. Obviously, this is not an accurate reflex reflection of our economic reality. That makes it a myth. It's false. For example, during the Great Depression, film stars were still being founded and lifted up by the industry while the majority of people 
were condemned to poverty and hunger and misery. In fact, the so-called golden age of Hollywood was actually during the Great Depression. These old-school golden stars and celebrities exemplified the broken American promise or the American dream. And again, there's a few people, you have a few people living lavishly and luxuriously, while the majority of people were literally dying due to a lack of material resources. The movie stars and the industry showed success in the midst of a massive depression. They showed luxury and wealth and fame while people were forced to live insufferably. Celebrities being the very individualistic people that they are, continue to personify self-expression, personality, and the power of individuality in a time of immense collective suffering. Do you see how that's not very helpful? Individuals in a time of collective suffering? Hmm. But the book makes the point that we, meaning the public, we often choose to look to film and shows and movies and books and shit to reaffirm our American ideals. That means we rely on shows and films and people that can reaffirm what we already believe or what we want to believe. If we practice this, then it's kind of our own fault. Kind of like how we choose to listen and watch Fox News and CNN because we want them to tell us stuff that we already believe. We want them to affirm our interpretation and perspective of the world. It's like a form of self-delusion. Think about it. American films almost always show the good guys winning, despite the odds. The good guys make it through, and the industry will show you how to do it and endure it the American way. But film is entertainment and art. It's not reality. In reality, we know the good guys don't always win because shit would be very different if that was the case. Even Hollywood itself, it's presented as this fantastical and wild place where anything can happen and anything is possible and the opportunities are endless. But this kind of rhetoric reinforces the idea or the myth that anyone can make it to the top. Obviously, this is not true, but it keeps the machine working and people eat it up. If we are eating up this bullshit, then yes, we are partially to blame. Speaking of people eating shit up, uh, back in the day when television was first coming onto the scene, at the time, owning a television set was actually seen as the marker of middle-class success, meaning it was a middle-class indicator. If you had a TV, you're living comfortably. Kind of how, like, investing now is seen as an indicator of wealth and comfortability. Can't invest if you don't have money and funds to spare. But back in the day, these early TV shows were reflecting a lot of working class and ethnic families in their sitcoms like The Honeymooners or The Goldbergs. So these shows reflected the people who were watching them somewhat. But advertising and the industry wanted to aspire viewers instead of reflecting them. Meaning instead of reflecting their viewers as and the general public, they wanted to show the public what they should look like, how they should act, and most importantly, what the people should buy. So instead, the industry chose to show middle class Anglo-Saxon families instead of the ethnic families that people could relate to. But by showing slightly wealthier people on screen or these wealthier fictional families, it was meant to encourage people and the viewers to go out and buy new products. In fact, TV stars had to be commercially viable so that they could encourage consumerism. TV personas and celebrities were and still are used to promote and sell household products. But do you see how this is subtly 
encouraging people to consume, not out of necessity, but out of consumption for consumption's sake, meaning capitalism. Do you see how the industry industry can create myths and narratives that people then internalize? Do you see how films and music and celebrities aren't just entertainment? Celebrities are salespeople, they are advertisers, they are spokespeople, they are distractions, and a well-maintained myth. Celebrities are human commodities used to attract consumers with their film, their, their songs, their events, their products, shit like that. This is vital and essential for capitalism, not necessarily for you, but for capitalism. Celebrities are themselves products and commodities. It is definitely worth noting the massive influence that films and music and art and even dance can have on people. It is not to be underestimated as we can see with this Kim Kardashian wannabe. Everything you consume, everything you watch, you listen and breathe in is meant to persuade you, to encourage you, to manipulate you. Even this fucking podcast and my words right now are trying to change and persuade you to see things differently. Acknowledge this. Be mindful of what you consume and look at what people are trying to sell you. But celebrity culture also normalizes another very severe issue that this podcast has always hoped to bring light to. Celebrity culture legitimates and solidifies disparities in wealth. Hierarchies of wealth and fame This may seem appealing. Yeah, it's nice to look up on the hill and see the big mansion and imagine that one day it could be you. But right now, while the middle class continues to erode, while the poor get poor, and many people simply struggle to just make ends meet, right now is not a good time to self-deceptively embrace massive disparities in wealth. Right now is not the time to be aspiring to accumulate your own fortunes while your neighbors, your brothers and sisters are drowning under debt and bills and medical expenses, tuition and the like. Right now is not the time to be admiring an actor or an athlete or a singer for making millions of dollars while the working people of this country are carrying more and more of the load while the rich get tax cuts and some corporations can just evade taxes altogether. Recognize reality, not the fantasy that celebrities and the industry are trying to sell you. In fact, celebrity culture has normalized this shit so pervasively. I see it within my own circle even. I've seen two separate people on social media sharing their ambitions and desire to become millionaires so that they could help the suffering people of the world. That was their justification. Let me just take a moment right now to address this kind of mentality. The suffering people of the world, the poor people of the world, the dehumanized people of the world, they don't need charity. They don't need your handouts. They don't need donations from celebrities and the very rich. What is that going to solve? Those are fucking band-aid solutions. They don't stop the bleeding. They don't stop the economic exploitation of the so-called third world. Although these actions may come from a respectable and commendable place, it's still not what they need. People need justice. They need equality. They need empowerment. They don't need fucking charity. They don't need you to become a millionaire. If you want to work and strive to be one, great, dope, good for you. But that's for you. It's not what the people need. Only the people know what they need. Don't delude yourself to thinking that we can create foundational and structural and systemic change by creating more millionaires. We have enough of them. And they haven't done shit to address the underlying issues of this country and the world. Simply throwing more money at an issue isn't going to get the results uh, that we need. But especially for those that are suffering most harshly. It's not that simple. You help yourself by becoming a millionaire, not others. But... 
with the stagnation of wages, the reality of our place in society, and what feels like increasing widespread pessimism and hopelessness, the desire to get famous and rich has intensified. It's intensified because people see it as a way to get out, meaning that's the solution for, for, for people. I'll get rich and then my suffering will end. <sighs> Family. Money is not the only way that you change your lives. Materialistically, yes, that works. Dope. But spiritually, intellectually, and mentally, there are other ways and money does not serve them. Follow your dreams, man. Be ambitious. Make your art. Show your shit. Utilize your skills and your strengths. If you make a lot of money, fuck yeah, dude. You are blessed. I pray for this kind of happiness and blessings for all people, especially my people. All I'm saying is recognize that your new money cannot buy you wisdom. It cannot buy you love. Or the capacity to love. It can't buy you your mental health or emotional health or intellect or respect or healing or anything like that. That's some shit you can never materialistically purchase. That has to be earned another way. In a world that encourages everyone to get rich competitively, aggressively, and intensely, I am saying make sure that you feed yourself what really matters. Money will not make you a better person. Only you can do that. And right now, we desperately need some better fucking people. Okay, uh, back to it. Celebrities and celebrity culture absolutely exemplify neoliberalism. I've, I've mentioned this term uh, often, maybe a couple times throughout the podcast, but neoliberalism, if you're unfamiliar with the term, is a social and economic ideology used and created by liberals. But it's one that I oppose viciously. It is the exact opposite of collective practices and public control because it advocates for individualism, self-sufficiency, and competition. It goes back to the meritocracy trap, the idea that everyone can do it themselves. Pull yourself up by the bootstrap, go to school, study hard, then work hard, and you will be rewarded with the American dream. This isn't the reality, though. Neoliberalism is actually a response to the lack of state responsibility, and it was initiated by the state. In other words, the state passes on the responsibility of providing high-quality health care and jobs and education and housing or even security for its citizens, thus putting the responsibility on the citizens and then mythologizing it by saying, work hard and then you will have earned it. But celebrities exemplify and normalize the neoliberal ideology. They are very individualistic people, if you haven't noticed. Neoliberalism is ingrained in celebrity culture, and it glorifies individualism and individual responsibility. Celebrities are very individualistic, and they, they exemplify this for other people to see, often appearing as if they are self-made men and women. But by doing this, celebrities, the system, liberals, and politicians are ignoring any systemic, racial, or institutional barriers to success. And yes, they are present. There are barriers to success. They don't acknowledge problems rooted in poverty, Policing, lack of resources, weakening public education, the rising cost of living, the pathetic minimum wage, and a host of other problems. But they have to maintain the myth. So they keep repeating bullshit and ignoring the root issues and causes, and that's assuming it's if it's even within their knowledge or awareness. Let me add real quick. Celebrities are not self-made men or self-made women. No man is self-made. Only individualistic and egotistical people believe and say shit like that. The fame of celebrities is manufactured and it is maintained by the industry. 
So how are you self-made when you have all these people working for you, maintaining your image and signing your paychecks? If a celebrity or a businessman lost all their fans or their, their customers, they would fucking shrivel up and just be another useless fuck. So how does that make you self-sufficient? How does that make you self-made? Don't sit there and act like Superman, like you don't need nobody for nothing. We all need somebody. But foolish people will say foolish things. In general, celebrity production, meaning the creation of celebrities, it is industrialized, meaning the industry manufactures celebrities. The industry manufactures celebrities more than their own, quote, hard work does. And this production is done in the name of profits more than anything. In case you didn't notice, fame is actually more manufacturable now than ever. It can be obtained despite having no skill or no merit. Look at Logan Paul, Kim Kardashian, and all these other useless fucks whose society has allowed to be given a platform, and with it, millions of dollars. We choose to value these people, and the way we value or don't value them reflects our values as a society, as a collective. But at this point, celebrities are made up of technology, advertising, and good PR, meaning public relations. They're made up of that shit more than anything. In fact, the marketing model for celebrities has moved from random discovery, extreme skill, and hard work to deliberate breeding and manufacturing. This means our celebrities are more inauthentic than ever. Even kids are being transformed into celebrity products designed to generate more economic capital. It is clear to see, though, despite the neoliberal myths and rhetoric, as time goes on, a celebrity is becoming increasingly manufactured, making the celebrity image more and more managed, more and more simulated. Here's another example of this fake shit. Back in the day, film studios actually protected and sheltered their actors intensely. They didn't even release their real names so that the studios could control their public image and hopefully they wanted to restrict the potential for any scandals or harmful activities. They also didn't want any extra promotion for the actors because they didn't want too much fame to lead the actors to possibly asking for more money. But when the studios got more competitive though, they, and big enough, they eventually started promoting and emphasizing certain actors to bring in audiences and diminish their competition. So the studios commodified celebrities and used people's adoration for them to bring in money, to bring in ratings and outsell the competition. Eventually, publicity departments started to create specific brands for their actors. This means that they, they started creating artificial images and personas and characters and behaviors for celebrities. So they assigned them roles like the seductionist, the rebel, uh, the anarchist, the, the innocent, whatever. In other words, they provided the personalities for these celebrities to play while on screen and off screen. But these brands were manufactured by narration by styling, by press, by appearances. In fact, celebrities were so well-maintained that the ethnic and difficult names actually needed to be changed and boring biographies or personal histories would actually be faked or scripted by the industry. How does this not exemplify the manufacturing of celebrities? <sighs> celebrities, the rich, and politicians, they will be quick as hell to expose their neoliberal heart and conservatism when it comes to their money and their wealth and their positioning. They'll, they'll, they'll claim all, you know, they'll, they'll have all that, but they'll be the first one to preach this liberal rhetoric and go on social media and make posts and videos in solidarity with whatever 
causes come around despite having little connection to the reality of the situation. They'll tell us they worked hard to get to the top and that we can do it too, even though becoming a celebrity has a lot to do with luck or the involvement of the industry. They'll tell you to do it yourself while they have legions of lawyers and resources and wealth and connections and a whole industry and system behind them. When the system works for you, it is easy to say some dumb shit like that, but it is apathetic and dismissive to the existing limitations, weaknesses, and intentional barriers of the system. A little while ago, we were talking about social media, but when I, when I was talking about people wanting to be millionaires to, to help the poor. So let's, let's just get to social media real quick. The authors actually have some great shit to say on this topic. I mentioned how narrated and propped up celebrities were historically, but around the 1940s, things started to change a bit. Celebrities were becoming less narrated, and they were actually granted greater access to their individuality and their true selves. But their lives and privacy were being less respected and more intruded on by the emerging paparazzi. The emergence of TV was also extremely revolutionary, allowing, allowing us more in-depth and intimate looks at celebrities from the comfort of our own homes. But it is in the 21st century, with the invention of smartphones and social media, that has truly revolutionized our connections and exposure to celebrities, even more so. They literally cannot be any closer and more exposed to you unless they were in the room with your ass. Because of the power and the impact and widespread usage of social media, celebrity culture in the 21st century is more and more rooted in self-promotion through social media or other platforms. As I said earlier, celebrities are commodities, and they, use, they usually brand themselves, and they use their social media accounts to control their brands. They go on social media and they tease their new music, their new films, their new projects, their new lineups, uh, new products, and they control how much they want their fans to see, and uh, they give them that usually at the same time promoting themselves. If they fuck up or if they get into scandal or they do something controversial, they'll use their own social media accounts as the platforms for them to apologize. So social media allows celebrities to maintain their fame by conveying authenticity, but they also intensely and insistently self-promote themselves on there and they brand themselves on social media. They even use social media to rebrand themselves if necessary for whatever reason. For the most part, we all know that social media is fake. Well, you fucking should, anyways. That shit is fake. It's, it's unfortunate because social media is so powerful, so influential and connecting, and yet we choose to use it to glorify ourselves, to curate ourselves. To be fair, it is very normal to want to be impressionable and come out in the best light, but now it kind of reeks of fakery. I'm speaking generally, of course, not everyone does that. For the most part, we know social media isn't a very genuine place. It is shallow. We feel this. So we question the realness of what we see and what is posted on social media and acknowledge that, yes, most of it is curated. It is not our truest self. But when it comes to celebrities, though, on social media, we embrace them. We follow them. Sometimes people will follow dozens and dozens of celebrities. We look to partake in their giveaways. We ensure to join their Instagram lives and their live tweet events. We ask them questions. We give them our precious time and energy. And some people will spam the fuck out of them just to get their attention. So even though we just acknowledge how fake social media is, we easily trust and adore celebrities on there. We trust their hand-picked pictures and their posts and their videos and their comments 
We believe we have an idea about the type of person they are based off of what we see on their social media. But we just acknowledge that social media is a very superficial and framed place. If that's the case, then why do we embrace it? Why do we tolerate it? Why don't we repel it and call it out for what it is? Well, it's because we do it too. Celebrities reflect contemporary culture. Know this. We, we share the same practices that they, that they do. Again, generally. Social media has become less of a connecting, relatable, and unifying platform and more of a self-promoting one. Celebrity culture is a self-promoting culture. And we have internalized that. Now we follow their lead. As I said earlier, there are loads of people out there trying to get famous simply for fame's sake. What better place to do that than social media, where you have the potential to be seen and appreciated by millions of people that you would normally never meet? What better place to accumulate literally thousands of followers and fans despite having no fucking talent, nothing to say? Most of us aren't famous, but we can go viral. We can be Twitter famous. We can get literally thousands of likes on one post from people that we have never met and never will. Social media provides a perfect platform for people that are actively seeking fans. People that actively want to be famous. Social media is perfect for people that want to partake in celebrity culture so that they themselves can feel like mini celebrities. But with this comes a lot of bullshit. Now we have celebrity YouTubers, self-proclaimed influencers, celebrity fitness people, celebrity life coaches or, or lifestyle gurus, celebrity beauticians, motivational speakers, and yes, of course, the celebrity podcaster. Don't worry, I'm not aspiring to be the fucking next celebrity podcaster, Joe Rogan, fuck that guy. But if social media feels fake and inauthentic, it's because it's drenched and dripping in celebrity culture. In general, celebrities have to curate and manage and protect their identities because of their constant exposure and interaction with the public. But on social media, as we continue to get more and more fans and more and more followers, we have to do the same as well. I mean, we don't have to, but most people feel inclined to. It is very human to want to control how other, how other people see us. We're usually very conscious of that. But we'd be at our best to let that go because that kind of control is exhausting and it is unnatural to our genuine selves. On the other end of that, some people don't necessarily want to get famous or get a bunch of fans or be an internet star. Some people simply utilize social media as a means to promote themselves for their work, their, their skill for hire, their art, uh, for sale, and their small businesses. Fuck yeah, dude. Promote your skills, man. Promote your shit. Social media is a tool and people should take advantage of that tool to benefit their ambitions. Social media is also a form of cultural capital that can be transformed into economic capital, meaning if you can use social media right, you can make some money. Great. Do it if you can. Take advantage of it. Just don't let it take advantage of you. As it gets a little harder to keep up with the cost of living and the direction of the economy, people need to find other ways to sustain themselves or just get a little bit of extra money in their pocket so they have money to spare. As a result, people will turn to social media as a platform to promote themselves and their small businesses or services. Some people do it out of a genuine enjoyment or with ambitions to be a small business owner someday. But some people have to do it out of necessity. How else am I going to pay my bills? How else am I going to eat? I got to do something. People literally need to find other ways of producing income to help their families or pay their bills. This is nothing new. When the working people get desperate 
or they start struggling, they adapt, they evolve, and they use what they can for the exact same purposes, to sustain themselves, to make some money, to survive. In addition, some people see the shortcomings of the system, the shortcomings of working for someone else. They see the unequal power dynamic between employers and employees, low wages and all this other shit. So they simply reject it and choose to go into business for themselves. And social media is a great place to gain a base or some support for that. Regardless, the utilization of social media for self-sustainment, for business opportunities and income support as a way to catapult oneself out of economic struggling. This is very interesting. It's, It's worth noting, to be honest. Again, this isn't to hate on social media users or anything like that. It's not meant to make anyone feel guilty. It's just an analysis. But let me derail off the book a bit since we're on the topic of social media. I'm, I'm personally not a big social media guy. At one point, I was completely done with it. Um, but in addition to taking a break from it, it is very important to filter the type of content that you see on there. Be intentional with it. Use it. Don't let it use you. Social media became a much more enjoyable thing for me once I unfollowed every single person that did not need to be there. I unfollowed almost all the celebrities that I once did. They became irritable. Uh, I, I unfollowed anyone negative, I, anyone idiotic, anyone with lame-ass accounts and their basic-ass life advice and their fake-ass deep quotes. I don't like seeing that shit. And I unfollowed anyone that wasn't feeding me. Don't kid yourself. Feed yourself, man. Don't lie to yourself. Inspire yourself. You can do that on social media. Don't compare yourself to other people. Enjoy yourself. Follow people with good takes, good perspectives, the people that you love and appreciate. Everyone has something to say on social media. Everyone. But not everyone has something to offer. Just because you have a voice doesn't mean that I need to listen to you, especially if you're talking bullshit, especially if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Remember that and make your adjustments. Don't just mindlessly consume shit on there. Don't just mindlessly scroll through. What's the point of that? Mindless consumption leads to ideological manipulation, and we have enough of that. I don't need any more fools coming on to me on the street and sharing their QAnon conspiracy theories with me. It's a true fucking story that really happened. Motherfucker came on the street, tried to share some shit because he saw me protesting. He's like, here, bro, protest this shit too. Sharing his QAnon shit. Where did you get that, bro? Fucking TikTok? Is that your source? But if you are irresponsible on social media, you are leaving yourself vulnerable. Be critical with every story, every article, every video that you see on there. Because we already talked about how much of an agenda is behind every, every voice. Everything trying to sell you something. Celebrity culture encourages us to commodify ourselves. It is our responsibility to reject that. Speaking of agendas on social media. Celebrity culture has become so prevalent, so powerful, that it has recently infiltrated the presidency and politics. The 40th president of the United States, Ronald Reagan, was a former movie star. The former governor of California was a former bodybuilder and movie star. And of course, yes, the 45th president was a former reality TV star and celebrity businessman. I heard recently that even uh, Caitlyn Jenner is thinking about running for uh, governor of California. Okay, anyways, I mean, that's exhausting to think about, just fuck. We, we have, at some point, we have to start fucking learning some lessons and stop allowing celebrities and athletes and entertainers to lead us in politics. No, please, come on. We gotta learn our lesson. Anyways, the book says that 
with the emergence of television and its emphasis on visuals, politicians and political figures also became celebrified just, just from being on TV. I mean, fame and politics have always been connected, but TV really solidified it. It expanded it. At this point, currently, politicians were and still are being judged more based on their style, their hair, their charm, their persona and their identity more than their qualifications, more than their policies and experience. I'm sure I don't need to mention how potentially dangerous this can be. But performing well on television, having good media coaches, it's now essential to political success nowadays. It is necessary. The authors say that Nixon, he actually lost the presidential election in 1960 and the run for California governor in 1962. <laughs> what a loser. People, people thought he was competent and qualified, yeah, but he didn't come off that way. Not, especially not when he was debating with Kennedy and standing next to a much younger and more handsome candidate. Nixon also dropped the ball while he was on TV. He appeared nervous and he appeared uncomfortable. So what did he do as a result? He totally reinvented himself with the TV specialists and his PR men, public relations men. He'd eventually come back to win the presidency and then resign as a pardoned criminal. But this shows the power of the industry with the ability to reinvent people and portray them in a way that the people want them to come across. None of this makes them genuine. None of this makes them real. You're just reimagining yourself to what you know that the people want, what the people will accept. In that way, you are manipulating the people. TV is powerful. It is powerful enough to infiltrate real life even, apparently. Trump embodies this, and he used social media to get there. Do you see how shit's connecting now? You have a former television star using social media, Twitter specifically, to curate himself and obtain political power. Because of his lack of experience and his uh, constant violation of political norms and traditions, including the peaceful transfer of power, Trump was always newsworthy. He utilized this and Twitter to present himself as a tough and successful businessman. And he presented himself as an unorthodox politician and a champion of the people. And the people ate that shit up. Mindless consumption. Ideological manipulation. Connect the dots, for fuck's sake. But Twitter was perfect for Trump. With its limited word count and Trump's limited vocabulary, it was fucking perfect for him. He could recite his slogans and his catchphrases like build the wall, lock her up, make America great again, and all the other shit that charlatans say. Even when elected, his entire presidency came off like a fucking horror movie, like a horror show. Or like entertainment to some people. Performed by an entertainer, a fucking celebrity. Either way, this shit is not useless information. Trump hits all the main food groups. A famous figure. A self-promoter on social media. A celebrity turned politician seeking more fame and glory and power. And he put on an entire circus show for the world to watch. In addition to him, people, us, we continue to celebrify and adore politicians. Bernie Sanders, AOC, Pete Buttigieg, Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, and others. Politicians are not celebrities, bro. The same way that the police are not Call of Duty players. Stop glorifying these public servants. Or we run the risk of running this shit back. Be critical of all of them. This whole episode has tried to show you how curated and manufactured these people are. 
if you made it this far in the episode, I hope you look at celebrities and politicians a little bit differently after this. You should. That is the point of this episode. <sighs> Guys, we covered a lot of shit today. Thank you for staying with me. I know it was a lot. Uh, if you take anything away from this episode, let it be this. That celebrity culture is a reflection of our culture. What we choose to tolerate and laugh at and accept can be reflected in our celebrities. They reflect us. So when you look on TV and you see a bunch of idiots accumulating literally millions of dollars while people suffer and struggle, that reflects us. When we, when we let athletes and singers perform for millions of dollars while we dismiss our social workers and teachers, that reflects us. When we see clowns running for president in politics, it is a reflection of us and what we accept. Celebrities absolutely reflect our contemporary culture. And it would be best to start looking at it this way so we can change the culture. Yeah, celebrities can challenge cultural ideologies, yes, but so can we. They can start a trend, yeah, but so can we. The public embrace of particular stars at particular times in history provides us cultural context. We can see who we are by looking at the celebrities of that time. Who we embrace shows who we are. I judge celebrities not from a place of spite or envy, but as a means of rejecting or accepting certain norms and practices. Be honest, not all of these fools deserve your adoration, your attention, and even worse, your money and your time. We deserve better. We deserve real leaders, men and women of genuine substance and virtue and empathy. Celebrities are entertainment, so let the entertainers entertain, while the real creators of social change can make shit happen. The German theorist, uh, Horkenheimer and Adorno, that's their names, they coined a term called pseudo-individuation. Kind of like that pseudo-intimacy we talked about. Pseudo-individuation, that means fake individuals, illusionary people. The Hollywood system produces and recycles people like this, stars like this, their personas, their acts, their roles, their presentations, all that shit. This constant recycling limits the people and the stories that we see on screen. It's the same old shit. This stunts the power of your imagination as a consumer if you're, if you're seeing and picking up the same old shit. Right now, it's clownery. It's foolishness. It's fakeness. Illusions. Sociology calls this eternal sameness. A copy of a copy. You deserve better. Pick up a fucking book, man. Challenge yourself. Expand. Grow. Learn. Rise. Because they're not going to do it for you. They will give you bullshit. Don't eat that. Alright guys, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I know the episodes are getting longer. I, I feel it when I'm fucking done. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> but there's some good shit in these books, man. This one challenged me. Uh, it challenged me even. It challenged me to be being the, very, being the very critical and analytical person that I am. I can habitually be very dismissive or cold towards celebrities. I don't really fuck with them, honestly. But this book was great at humanizing them. And history has shown that we can be tough as fuck on these people with our standards and our judgments. So this book helped me control that a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm positive that if it can provide that for me, it has something to offer you as well. If you're interested in politics and sports and celebrities, the industry, social media, TV, radio, this would be a great book for you. It applies a critical perspective towards all of these elements. Speaking of radio, there are actually two figures that were mentioned in the book uh, named Walter Winchell and Charles Lindbergh. I recently just uh, heard of these guys on a new limited limited series I watched on HBO Max. I absolutely recommend the show if you have HBO Max. It's very political, but uh, it takes place in the 1940s and it totally connects to the res recent presidency and the horrors that come with demagogues and 
celebrities as politicians and how racism is utilized by charlatans, by demagogues. I won't say anything to spoil it. Just check it out if you can, please. The show is called The Plot to Overthrow America. I will leave a uh, link to the trailer so you guys can see it in the description. Check it out. It's a high-quality show. It's totally worth a watch. Um, I truly enjoyed it. I really think that you guys would like it as well. If you're, if you're over here listening to this podcast, go ahead and check it out. It's something new. It's not the bullshit that you'll see on TV. There's a lot of political themes and underlying tones as well that uh, should connect with the people. I will also post, obviously, the link to the book in the description, and I'm going to post this episode's protest song recommendation as well. This song is by Jedi Mind Tricks, and it is called Trail of Lies. It's a dope-ass song. Listen to the lyrics. talks a lot about the fakeness of the industry, celebrities, cultural norms, and a lot of that shit. Check it out. Super dope. See how it connects to this episode and how it relates. All right, guys. Check all that shit out. Stay radical, man. Be cool. Until next time. Peace. And like the gods, they are prone to all manner of bad behavior that we excuse because what they represent to us and our culture means far more than their private failings as human beings. We look up to them so much because they too are embodiments of certain archetypes that we project. And we love them like they're our friends, even though they're not. We've never met them before. We make excuses for them when they behave badly and we feel personally affected and disappointed when their human shortcomings and failings inevitably bubble up to the surface. I mean, after all, they live in Hollywood, the modern Mount Olympus. Their ways are not our ways. And why should they be bound by conventional morality and human decency? Oh, no, no, no. They show us what it's like to be powerful and beautiful and strong and worthy of admiration. We are mere lowly mortals, and they're the gods. It's become disturbingly evident that our culture will continue to overlook their indiscretions, their shortcomings, and even acts of pure evil, as long as they continue to perform the vital social role of teaching us how to be and giving us something to aspire to.